what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Jesus paid it all and we got the Word of God as our receipt. And as I look down in here in my receipt, I see where it says, by His stripes I am healed. Thank God I'm saved today, not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did. And right here's my receipt. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning, turn with me please to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Beginning with the first verse. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning the question asked by Elisha, what do you have in your house? This story begins in tragedy and it ends with a miracle. The Bible says that a certain woman came to Elisha and said, My husband is dead. Elisha ran a school for the prophets. Evidence is that this woman's husband felt a call of God on his life. And he was in training at this school of the prophets under Elisha. Elisha knew this man, knew him well, and knew that he feared the Lord. Sometimes life can come at you hard. Sometimes things happen and you have to have money to get by for a little while till you can get back on your feet. And we don't know exactly what the situation was, but this man had to borrow some money. Maybe he had to borrow a couple thousand dollars so he could buy some eggs. I don't know. I don't know what he borrowed the money for, but they needed some money. And before he could pay the money back, before he could finish his schooling, before he could finish the calling of God upon his life, 
this man died. Leaving this debt now for the family to pay. As we read this story, we see how God performed a mighty miracle, took the only thing that she had in her house, which was a pot of oil. He multiplied that oil. It was a miracle of miracles. Multiplied that oil. And she took the oil and poured it into vessels and sold it to pay off the debt. God knows how to supply your need, ladies and gentlemen. But here's the question. If God could perform such a miracle as multiplying that oil, why did he allow this woman's husband to die? I want you to think of that. Have you ever had such questions to come into your mind? Why did he allow this tragedy? If he could perform a miracle after the tragedy, why didn't he just stop the tragedy from, from the beginning? I wish I had the answer to that. Perhaps in your own life you have questioned some things. There have been some things that have happened to you along the way that you did not like. You did not like the situation you were in. You did not like the cards you were dealt, but yet here you are. And as you look back over it, you see where God performed miracles and helped you through it. But if God could perform those miracles, why did he allow the tragedy? Why did he allow these things? Christians have asked these questions since the dawn of time. And there are probably as many answers to the question as there are people asking the question. Folks, we're not going to have an answer for all the questions. And think about it. If you had all the answers to your questions, then you wouldn't need faith. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I think God allows certain things to happen in our lives to draw us closer to Him. Ask yourself the question, as you look back over your particular circumstance, were it not for the situation, the tragedy, that thing which you do not want, to go through or be in even now, that which some of you are going through right now, would you diligently seek the Lord were it not for that situation or circumstance? God allows certain things to happen, I think, at times to draw us closer to Him. And I want you to understand this today. 
God is not sitting up there on a throne with a baseball bat in his hand ready to knock you upside the head. Although that's what some of us deserve. Amen. But as I've said it time and time again, if God could catch us, he'd bless us. And whatever God allows into our lives, it's for our own good. Even that bad situation that you find yourself in now, God is allowing it ultimately for your good. Romans eight twenty eight. We know that all things work together. All things. All things. Whether it's an $8,000 check from the government because you paid in too much tax, or whether it's a notice from the government that you owe $8,000 worth of tax. Either way, God's allowing it. He works it all together for the good to them that love God. Do you love God today? Then whatever it is you're going through, whatever God's allowing, it's for your own good. And you're going to come out better on the other side because of it. Although right now, at the time you're going through it, it don't look too good. It don't look like you're going to make it. But if you love God, he's going to bring you through. But what good can come from death? Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came into the world. He lived a perfect life. He died on Calvary's cross for you. And at the time all that was happening, for the disciples, it was not a good situation. It was not a good experience. It was not a happy time for them. And they were troubled in their minds as he related to them what was going to happen. He said, John 14, 2. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Jesus Christ went to Calvary, and he died there for your sins and my sins so that we might have eternal life. What good can come from death? Look at Calvary. Look at the cross. Because what Jesus did there, His death means life for you and I. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon His face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me to that promised land what a day glorious day that will be 
Glory to God. There will be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more taxes, no more light bills, no more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day, that will be. <laughs> Glory to God. What a day. What a day it's going to be. And my friend, it ain't going to be far off. It ain't going to be far off. Praise God. But till that time comes, you and I are going to have to deal with the creditor. This poor woman came to Elisha and said, My husband is dead, and now the creditor has come to take my two sons as bondmen. According to the law, if money had been borrowed and it was not paid back within the time frame specified, then the creditor had a legal right to take one or more family members as slaves for however long it took. Till the debt was paid. Now this creditor has come to take the most precious thing, the only thing that this poor woman has. Some of you just went across the radio station right then. And you're not saved. Hold right there for just a minute. After I'm saying this, you can turn it and do whatever you want to do. But if you're unsaved today, and you're playing with sin, there's pleasure in sin for a season. But sooner or later, the creditor's going to come knocking at your door. You can't play the devil's game and win. The devil always wins when you play with sin. Sooner or later, the creditor's going to come knocking on your door, and it's going to cost you more than you want to pay. Are you hearing me? That goes with drugs, that goes with alcohol, that goes with gambling, that goes with whatever you want to name. When you play with sin, it's just a matter of time before the creditor comes knocking. You're living on borrowed time before the creditor comes knocking. It's going to cost you. You see, sin is what gives Satan the legal right to do all that he does. Jesus said in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Glory to God. If you're saved today,
you don't owe the devil anything. <laughs> Glory to God. If you're saved today, you don't owe the devil anything. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> Glory to God. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. I was sitting in a restaurant the other day and got done eating and the waitress came up and put the bill on the table. I said, ma'am, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> Glory to God. Jesus paid it all. Now, Brother James, you're taking it a bit far. Jesus provided the funds to pay that bill. Are you getting this? Jesus paid it all. It's a great opportunity to witness to somebody. Jesus paid it all. Well, Brother James, I had to work for it. Yes, you did, but God blessed you with the health and gave you the job so that you could work, so that you could pay your bills. Jesus still paid it all. He paid it all when he died on Calvary. Jesus paid it all, and we got the Word of God as our receipt. Talked with my tax man the other day. I told him, I said, we bought this trailer and it was for the company. He said, well, have you got a receipt? I said, yes, I do. He said, well, we can claim it then. If you've got the receipt, you can claim it. If you've got the Word of God, this is our receipt. And as I look down in here in my receipt... I see where it says, by his stripes, I am healed. Jesus paid it all. I see in the book that I can have a peace that passes all understanding. It's in the book. Jesus paid it all. Glory to God. I can have joy. When everything around me is falling apart, I can have joy. Jesus said, I've said these things unto you that your joy might be full. There's joy in the Word. Thank God I'm saved today. Not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did. And right here's my receipt. You got to know what's on your receipt. Is anybody getting this today? I know we had to set the clocks up last night and you lost an hour, but God's going to give it back to you. He's going to give you eternity. Glory to God. This woman truly owed the money. She owed it. It was on the books. She owed it and the creditor came. Whether you're saved or not, whether you've got the receipt or not, the creditor is going to come knocking on your door to take what you got. But for the Christian, Jesus paid it all, and we've got the receipt. 
So when the devil comes trying to take your refrigerator, when the devil comes and your pipes are busted and there's water all under the house, when the devil comes and your car lands between two trees, when the creditor comes to take what you got, stand on the book, stand on the receipt. Jesus paid it all. He said, I'll supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and put up a fight. You got to fight. When the devil comes trying to take whatever, and he's going to do it, show him the receipt. Show him the receipt. Show him the word of God. Quote the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. It should be the foundation of everything. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Stand on the Word. Sleep with the Word. Meditate on the Word. Sing the Word. Pray the Word. Quote the Word. Memorize the Word. It's your receipt today. You need to know what's on your receipt. Because without it, the devil will just come in and take whatever. Now this woman truly owed the money. And the creditor was coming now to take her two sons. And she won't about to let that happen without putting up a fight. What did she do? She went to the man of God that had the word of God. Go to the Word of God. Go to the Word of God. And she went to Elisha, and Elisha said, 2 Kings 4, verse 2, What do you have in your house? Now, he was asking about this woman's domicile, her, the place where she lived. I realize that. But today, you and I are the house of the Holy Spirit. And what do you have in your house? Whatever you've got in your house, you need, you need to take some inventory of what's in your house. I think all of us could use a little spring cleaning. Because the more junk you got in your house, the less oil of the Holy Spirit can be in there. And we all need to get on our face before God and seek God and say, Lord, help me to clean out my house so there'll be more room for you. And this woman answered and said, I ain't got anything in my house but a pot of oil. And sister, that's all you need. <laughs> Brother, that's all you need. The oil of the Holy Ghost. Church, that's what we need. Actually, when she said, all I've got in the house is a 
pot of oil. She didn't realize the value of what she had. And I think the church today doesn't realize what we have in the Holy Ghost. There's power there. There's anointing there. The power of the Holy Spirit is what works in your life. It's the Holy Spirit that takes our prayers up to God and we get what we need from God. It's through and by that power, but that power's all been made possible by the cross. Oh, there's a whole lot more I can say on this, but I've run out of time. But think on this today and this week. What do you have in your house? Oh, if we could all be like that woman and say, there ain't nothing else in my house but a pot of oil. You see, whatever it is you've got in your house, if it's not of God, it can be detrimental to your walk with God. So we all need to do a little spring cleaning, although it's snowing outside today. Snow mixed with pollen. We all need to examine ourselves and do a little spring cleaning and find out what do we have in the house. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4200. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.